0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door with the Grey Rooms podcast. Today, we're talking about episode 10, The Honey of Revenge. Uh, with us today, we have the author, Scott Savino.
1: Hello, hello, calling in from sunny Florida.
0: <laughs> we also have Aaron Lillis, who uh, was the actor that played uh, Aunt Lillis. Um, excuse me, Aunt Alice. Aunt Lillis,
2: calling Aunt in from Lillis, you are- Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> <You are laughs> Aunt Alice. Aunt it's Alice. okay. And, and then uh, our, our third person involved here is, of course, uh, the producer extraordinaire, Jason Wilson.
3: What's up? Hey
2: yeah, Jason.
3: So, uh, hello. So, uh, hello. What up? And
0: I'm <laughs> from, rounding us out from, the ni-
3: from neither coast, just so we know. <laughs> from
0: neither from coast. It's from right in the middle i am i am on the west coast i am brooks bigley and i am the uh, social media and patreon manager um so scott this this story uh oof it was very uh fitting for the gray rooms because you know we're all about tormenting and and, and making people just feel like shit and this story was just <laughs> whoo, very disturbing in all the best ways possible um Let me ask you right off the bat, like I always ask every author, what got you started on the story? What was the first seedling idea that you had for the story?
1: Um, So what inspired me to write the story was I was listening to a podcast. I like to listen to informative, like uh, just to learn things, that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember what podcast it was, but they were interviewing a beekeeper. um, And all of the stuff that I included in the story about the colonies being moved all around the country is absolutely real. I might have embellished some of it because I, um, did a lot of research, but I, you know, sometimes you just want to make sure that it sounds a little bit worse than it is. But I remember while I was driving and listening to this, thinking to myself, what if the the truck in front of me, what if that's one of the ones with the bees and what if they crash?
0: And, um,
1: you know, they do move them all around the country to pollinate, uh, different things, avocados and, uh, almonds in california they'd move them after that up to washington for apple season they move them all over the country not just on the uh west coast but the east coast too and that's part so of now the this problem. is so
0: the bees is this so the bees can ha- like eat different flowers consume different pollen that's to part of it different kinds that's of honey? part of it
1: um the pro the big problem is they don't exist in these areas in the number that they need to create the food crop that we're consuming as people so they are bringing in tens of thousands of bees to make sure that they can pollinate all of these different food crops. Um, and the only way to do that is to bring them from somewhere else because those crops are not there year round, so they have no food source um, otherwise. And, and you have to think about it too. It's, it's not like a place with like, oh, there's a whole bunch of flowers and everything like that here. No, it's just almond. If they're pollinizing right. um, the almonds, it's just almond. That's also really bad for their diets. Um, because they have to have a diverse uh, food source. Um, so, no, I started doing a lot of reading about uh, ha- a colony collapse disorder, basically mm-hmm. um, why it happens. Um, a lot of it is because of malnutrition. A lot of it is because it's actually really susceptible to different diseases. Um, and once a hive gets it, the whole hive gets it. And uh, probably 20 to 30% of, of those Bee colonies that are being moved throughout the country year round die um and I always thought it was really fascinating too because um, I'm a doctor Who fan every time that they brought up that there were no more bees and I see bees mm-hmm. all the time so um yeah you always know, like, hear that
0: as a statistic if the bees get killed or go away like the world is over
1: they're still here I see them all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so you 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 initially then were like okay I'm gonna write a horror story about these bees and you did all this research. Now, how did you then start to flesh out your character of Aaron, uh, his interactions with Aunt Alice? Like, how did you start to then set, you know, everyone into their place and, and, and form the story as it is? How did you do that?
1: Well, I think I probably did start with the scenario on the highway. I don't know that I wrote that first, but I knew that that was mm-hmm. a big deal um, because that was what triggered me into coming up with the idea. And then I was like, okay, so what is what is something that can happen to somebody that would bring them to the point where they're going to do basically revenge and, um, you know, get us to the point, how do we get to the point where there are zombie bees um, that All are right. taking the person over um, once the revenge has happened? Like, how does it blow up in his face? So um, I started thinking about some people that I know, I'm not going to name them or anything like that, that maybe didn't have the best upbringing and the type of situation mm-hmm. that they live in and the way that they resent that. And I was like, this is the perfect catalyst for why a person would find themselves in the situation where they're like, I'm going to kill you with bees. Yes, <laughs>
0: absolutely. That's why the story is so disturbing. <laughs> you weaponized bees in a way I didn't think possible. Yeah. was um, very interesting. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
2: There's like so many different aspects of revenge in there too, because like mm-hmm. she was also afraid of the uh, the holes. She had that mm-hmm. fear. So then you got your right. hive hexagons, and you've got your all the holes that filled her body. And
1: I tried to so, yeah. kind of put that Double in there too her. that they were weirdly symmetrical. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't go into too much detail of that because it was supposed to be kind of like a a little Easter egg like all the holes were blo- in her body were bloodless and weirdly symmetrical because that would be something that would really freak her out she's dead she can't react to it at this point but um you know it's just kind of like a bring, bring something from the beginning back so i i added that in um in order to kind of kind of i like i like stories that do that that you have something in the beginning uh and it seems like a non sequitur like it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the story and then oh wait a minute mm-hmm. I remember this. Like when you get to that mm-hmm. you're like, I remember this, this makes sense. Now.
2: You did that a couple of times. I noticed because you also had the beginning where Aunt Alice speaks in the Royal we, and then at the end, so
1: is Aaron. <laughs> that was on purpose mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was because, a
0: good. Well, I like that one.
1: And I had a friend that I played this for and um, that part was a little bit confusing for him of what was happening, but only for a moment. He was like, Oh God, the bees are in him. He's way the bees, You know what I mean? and um actually after i had finished playing that for him like two or three days later he said will you send me a link to that because i want to listen to it again sweet
3: that's what i like to (laughs) hear (laughs) right exactly i've
1: listened to it three times myself um because like well
3: i kind kind of
1: already said this to you on uh when we were initially getting started to uh you know sit down and talk i unfortunately, was unable to make the call yesterday when we originally planned it. So I'm really glad we're able to do it today. And I'm also super glad that Aaron is here with us because I love you. We've worked together (laughs) briefly,
2: as I think, you know, we we mentioned it before the call, but let's mention it on the call because we worked together on the Black Rainbow Anthology.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, Dear Jane was the story that you submitted to that. It was an LGBTQ horror anthology that I put together through Kickstarter. And Aaron submitted this story and I put it in there, but also you have narrated two of my aunts in the last, <laughs> in the last <laughs> month. I don't know when you guys, when you re- actually record these things, but on the no sleep podcast, uh, I, fuck, you all soccer. What was that? An aunt's name? The psychic ant.
0: Oh, fuck. I don't remember either. What was the name of the story?
1: <laughs> um, know what is it Lorraine? No. There's something weird like that. No, but so like you're my aunt now. I didn't know if you knew that. Like I'm probably about your same age, so <laughs> you're my aunt. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, everybody calls me I'm aunt. I'm really happy Aaron, that Aunt Erin so... is on the phone with us right now because <laughs> I was ever <super laughs> stoked that you were going to be on this call because I Hello. absolutely love your work and I got to hear you read two of my. Th- that's such an honor to me, and it's so like mind blowing. I got you. I got to hear you narrate two of my aunts. That's My, totally the aunt fun. alice from this story and aunt alice or no the other aunt i don't remember what her name is it doesn't matter but another aunt in <laughs> another story wow so <laughs> <That's> great. Great. <laughs> great sorry i no, found it was a kind TV of the mentioned, whole train
2: when you record mention recording cuz i think what is, did i record this in like january
3: yeah it was and, a while yeah no, ago. It, 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 it was I a mean, while ago a and then, ago.
2: then the other day brooks mentioned like hey you're in the latest episode and you die wonderfully i'm like i don't even remember what you're talking about what have <laughs> i recorded recently i was just like i nodded my head I was like yes i did i have no idea what you're talking I've
0: about." i've died many <laughs> times <laughs> and for some um, reason both
2: of the characters were ants one was
1: perhaps. a good ant
0: that's just too one funny
1: one
0: <laughs> that's hey, just too, uh, Scott, too funny you're your story was called Peepers, uh uh season fourteen, episode yeah. ten on No Sleep. And Aaron, you played Darlene.
1: Ah, Darlene, yes. not Lorraine, Darlene.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I feel like that's the second story named Peepers I was in too. Uh, there's a Olivia, there's a Christmas I think one. Olivia
1: wrote something called Peepers at one because I feel like um because I talked to her about it and she said, Oh, I wrote a story called that. No,
0: I said
3: this to you a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny is I uh, sitting here listening to Scott describe the the story and the phobias. I just found it just a little little side nugget that I just found out today. Um, I listened to a lot of these other podcasts, like m- medical stuff. And did you know that when a human is born, they literally only uh, have a phobias to two things: it's falling and loud noises. Everything else is learned. Wow. So, Ooh. Yeah, that's it. So interesting. I didn't
1: know that. i yeah, either. That's going to be part of some story that I write because I love taking little tidbits like that and adding it into my brain.
3: That's my kind of horror right there.
2: You know, the other thing that bothered me didn't bother me, I should say, but I've been like, I had a story idea for bees, like brewing in my head for like a couple of years now, and I haven't been able to figure out anything but the title. And then you wrote a nice story. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, I can't write anything about bees because it's already Everybody been done and it's been done well. About bees. basically the same thing
1: except for not because I hadn't come up with anything and I I know people are afraid of them these don't bother you I literally, I love these I will walk right up to them while they're pollinating something and start taking pictures and they will leave you alone as long as they're not Africanized which are super aggressive but you'll know because they're bigger and Mm -hmm. um, no, as long as you're chill like uh, because they read your human pheromones as long as you're chill and they know you're not there to hurt them,
2: they'll let you get super close. Well, did this the release of this story coincide at all with the news about the murder hornets, or was that just like, you know, a happy accident? That is, no, the I think, that. That's a real accident. That's a
3: real That's animal. An very happy
0: That's a real animal. Oh, yeah. The murder hornets. Yeah, yeah. It's this is a murder Hornets? Actually, yep. You uh, that that awesome don't know about making No, I'm a fan. Are, I am automatically a fan. Starting... Where's the shirt?
3: Is this a band? They're starting on the West Coast
2: right now. They haven't (laughs) found where
1: the colonies are. Yeah, they're in Washington. Yeah, in Washington. Thank you. But they haven't found where the colonies exactly are. But these are from Asia. And what they have been doing is biting the heads off of entire hives of bees. Oh, my God. They group down onto – and these are like uh, curated hives. These are beekeeper's hives. They swoop down onto the little landing pad that the uh, is on the box for the bees. And they pick up a bee and carry it away and bite off his head. And then they bring that back to their larva. And they've been searching for these uh <laughs> hornets, trying to figure out like where the heck they are, because th- that could be really bad for our bee population here. But also mm-hmm. because they are so poisonous that if you get attacked by uh, more than a few of them, you could die.
0: Man. I was just
2: watching a video of some guy getting stung on purpose. Like he put oh, it on his arm, got stung God. on purpose just to react and film that. Oh, my God. He was screaming. Oh, yeah, YouTube has got
3: shot. a bunch of people doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, my son thing watches some guy who does sometimes that. And I, I really question his mental fortitude. I, I truly do.
1: <laughs> some, yeah, sometimes I watch people do things on YouTube and I'm like, what is wrong with you? What motivated you to record this and share it with the world? because you <laughs> look so stupid right now <laughs> money
0: <Yeah. And> one <laughs> or, or two or cool bugs factor, shy. yeah <clears throat> um, you know now now back to the story another another I don't know if you want to call it a theme, but the setting of the house being a hoarder house and just the beautiful, beautiful way in which that type of environment became you know quote like a um, a hive itself. Uh, to Aaron and his aunt in the end of the story. How did you settle kind of on? That being I don't know the scene the setting. I'm not sure quite sure what to call that Do you know what I, I mean? think
1: that was probably something that kind of happened organically because like I said I was looking for a scenario where someone would be like this is cause for murder. You're a horrible mm-hmm. person um, mm-hmm. and um, You know, like I said, I have friends that grew up in situations that were not so great um, and I have been to their houses and it's just like, Oh my God. Um, and not, I'm not judging anybody who's listening that, you know, maybe struggling with that for sure. But it's just like, it's, I, it's baffling to me because I am an OCD meat freak that, um, you know, people, and I, I, we've all seen hoarders, but like that mm-hmm. people make yes. little paths through their house to get right. to things. And the weirdest thing to me is when they're looking for a specific thing, they know what pile it's in. Yeah. How? I don't even know where my keys are right now. Yeah. How do you do that? It's crazy. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, I can tell you one thing I love about the show Hoarders is that um, it makes me clean the heck out of my house.
1: Do you know, I think we were probably, because right. uh, my I was writing this on the couch with my partner. I think we were probably watching that at the time (laughs) and because like we went through a stretch where we were watching Horrors every single day and um my 600 pound life that's another one that's
3: really yeah my wife watches that. watch that too yeah yeah I don't
1: know I hate I hate that one because I'm just like this is this is making me sad why are we watching this (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the whole point
2: is it makes you feel better about your life
1: no I don't feel better about my life I want to help them and I obviously can't because I just, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> yeah. but no, and that, that actually coincides with the other idea too, that people end up becoming things uh, down the line based on things that happen to them, traumas that happen to them throughout their life. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I wrote in the story, he didn't realize, I, I swear, I didn't realize why I was doing this. Of course he realized it, it's a denial um of course he realized that's why he decided he wanted to raise bees because he knew it would kill her um right but also maybe he didn't realize that maybe it was just something that interested him because it was something that for a brief moment gave him a lot of joy and then that was snatched away um when she lived uh after the first encounter with the bees from the shed right so maybe that Mm -hmm. maybe that's what he was seeking but Really honestly, I wrote it, I'm telling you, he knew what he was doing and it was all about revenge.
3: <laughs> there's a lot of layers in this story. I really <laughs> and I like really that. That,
1: that there's
2: a yeah. lot of layers. Gory details in the end. Like there's that that moment at the end where it you know, it could be the end where, you know, and then she died and that's where it could end and that could be perfect. But then you mm-hmm, go on mm-hmm. for like another chapter of uh you know, the zombie zombification, which is a whole nother realm and now she's still a villain but she's a different kind of villain and now he's the villain and they are both just biting the chompa, chomping off heads of flowers and pooping it into the wall and making weird honey <laughs> making I don't poop know
1: honey, yeah <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and poop- no you <laughs> didn't think of it that way
1: <clears throat> excuse me you know what this story was not as detailed <laughs> until I sent it in and you guys were really great and were like we would like to see more scary from the ant and I was like I can do that <laughs> and so I I literally wrote in like that whole scene of her coming out of the grave, eating the flowers, him not realizing exactly what he was seeing until, oh, wait, that is that is Aunt Alice and she is not dead, but she is dead. It's the hive. The hive is controlling her. Um, right. He was lucky enough that he didn't die, but they did take him over. Um, no, but yeah, like, they were like in his head that, and stuff. Right. Yeah. A lot of the more grotesque things that were added to the story after the fact is because you know the two of you um asked me uh if i could do something to make it a little bit more punchy and yeah. i am all about that
3: <laughs> Sweet, Turned being, it up 11.
1: I, well no i like i love being critiqued and i love having people tell me like i think this would be better with this because i'm capable of doing a lot of that stuff why not let's do it
0: <laughs> yeah
3: it ended up it was, being a it really a good, good it, story. Loved it. I
2: liked the detail of the like the hanging jaw,
3: and that I was like the thing that—that
2: w- she-
1: that was one of the things that I added. That was not in the original story that I sent in. And I was like, okay, you want it to be gross? Let's make it gross. She's <laughs> yes. gonna hit herself in the face with a, a two <laughs> by four until she has a broken jaw that's just like not even on there anymore. And when she tries to eat these flowers, they're just gonna fall right out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But and you know visceral, and the beauty vis- of it all
2: vis, vis- what is it what I'm gonna try visceral visual visceral. there you
0: go yeah and, and the and the beauty <laughs> of it all is that it was not torture porn it was not um you know I say grossed out only because of the emotional to me it was very emotionally gross his his relationship with his aunt his desire for revenge the state in which they lived in the house the way in which he went back like you said he. He says out loud, I don't, you know, know what I was doing, but you're right. Like, I just get the feeling that he, of course, he knew what he was doing. This was all brewing inside internally. Um,
1: and he spent so much
0: time focusing
1: on that. Right. Like, and, um, you know, you get out you of high school early, you get your degree as quick as possible, and then mm-hmm. you start following this woman um, who you are idolizing, uh, Dr. Abea. And mm-hmm. actually, that's another little... Uh, I mean, anybody who speaks French is going to obviously see right through that. But that was another little uh, Easter egg that means B in French. But no, No, like his fascination with her is uh, I wanted to include that, but like I read so much and I hear so many stories and after a while you get really tired of people sexualizing other people in stories. And I've never been one to do that. And so Mm -hmm. as you, as you listen to the story, um, it seems like he might be doing that, Mm -hmm. but if you listen to exactly the way that I wrote it, he's not talking about her breasts, he's not talking about her figure, he's talking about the way she commands a room. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because almost every story that I write, the main character is LGBT and it's about uh, representation. And actually, I'm not really sure that that Aaron was gay. I think he might have been more asexual, just because of, and that's part of the community too, LGBTQIA. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But you know, it's it was more about his motivation. And a lot of times, I do plug those things into the stories because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's important to have that representation for whoever's reading it. You don't know who's reading it or or listening to it. You don't know who you're gonna help by you know normalizing. Uh, a different lifestyle than maybe their parents want or the -hmm. world has been telling them that they should be living. Like, you should be yourself. And for Mm -hmm. this guy, his number one thing was not any kind of motivation except for killing his aunt. But when I wrote the character, I knew he was either gay or just not interested in sex at all. So when you uh, go through his descriptions of uh, Dr. Abea, It's about how she commands the room. It's about her voice. Um, I think she might have said that she was beautiful at some point, but gay people think Beyonce is beautiful, and she's the queen bee. Okay, right. Queen bee. That's the queen bee. (laughs) That is the queen bee. So, like, it's very. It was very important to me to not have it be like a thing where he was sexually attracted to her, but we, as a community. Are very much attracted to the the divas, the Lady Gagas, the uh, Beyonce, Cher, and it's not because of necessarily their sexuality. Well, it is because of their sexuality, but it's not because we're sexually attracted to them as gay people. It's because they're powerful. And to mm-hmm. to Aaron, um, you know, having Dr. Abeya as a mentor, she is a figure of power, and that was kind of like why he idolized her and um you know the, re-listening to it and reading it i'm like this is crazy they told them to to get rid of the bees we know these bees are dangerous why are they taking them into the woods why um, yeah
0: yeah and yeah, obviously
1: yeah, yeah. like there was something in his head that i feel like she planted there that was like no 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 these are these are our art this is this is our what is uh beyonce's latest song i don't even know um i could think of it right now but i'm i'm drawing a blank but you know what i mean like you don't throw your art away. This is their art, right. so sh- that's why they were so averse to getting rid of it. And I did mention that in there. You know, it's their magnum opus. It's uh, what if Leonardo uh, burned the Mona Lisa? Like you can't do that. That's that's mm-hmm. what they've been striving for. They're trying to build this really resilient hive that can stand up to the Africanized bees that are killing them, and also mm-hmm. be able to be moved throughout the country and not die. And mm-hmm. like I said, that is a very severe problem. And the, the people that do this, they know it, but also bees reproduce. So they may lose 20% of their hive every year, but that comes back because they will have more hives. So it's not like a big, huge issue. Um, colony collapse disorder. It is an issue, but it's not, I don't know how I just ended up on this tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. No, but well, but well, like this is this is their art. They're this is something that they're trying to create that's going to make the world better in their minds. So they can't destroy it. And for Aaron, the number one thing that he could do is I know that these are really poisonous, they're really big and they're really nasty. I'm going to go put them in my aunt's house cuz she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, nope. now, now let's uh, let's talk about the other Aaron. Now, let's talk about Aaron Lillis here, who he plays Aunt Aunt Alice. Like, how how did you go about? You must have loved this character, by the way, because I feel like you've you've done some similar kind of nasty people before. I think you personally get off on these oh, characters. Sure. I,
2: I love <laughs> being a villain in general, and this was like a, probably one of the more realistic villains of yeah. like you know just someone that clearly had a mental. Uh, issue. Something was wrong with her that was untreated, and you know, so maybe suggests some trauma in her own life. So she's mm-hmm. very grounded in her villainy, mm-hmm. and also delusional because she's, you know, seeing things that aren't there. She's, um, she's a cutter. She's self harming she's harming others she's 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 a a villain so i just went with like a a normal sort of voice that could switch on a dime is what i was thinking
1: one i absolutely loved especially the the drunk slurring uh at the breakfast table in that scene that was great because i forgot i was like why is she talking like that because i mentioned after the fact that she was drunk so i'm listening to it i'm like why is she talking like that oh wait a minute she's drunk. (laughs) <laughs> um and you know, honestly, like I I am also a huge mental health advocate. If you need to get help, go get it. But also there is a string of uh uh in my family of well string. I don't think that's right. I have a couple people in my family. My mom has nine brothers and sisters, and I always we always make the joke that they're they're a C um because three of them are fucking crazy. So 70% of them are fine. So their family gets a C um, <laughs> and the three that are crazy are okay. exact. Well, they're not to that extreme, but it's like you could tell them that they're crazy, but they're not ever going to get help because they don't recognize that, that, that they have a problem. And yeah. I feel like that is so important, especially with how normalized mental health issues have become in our society, and our world. Like if you have a problem, especially if somebody else tells you you have a problem, maybe you should explore that. Maybe you should. Uh, and the, the, the biggest issue is, though, a lot of these people that do have these problems, um, they don't get treated because they don't have someone to support them to tell them, hey, you're fucked up. Go get on
3: meds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that Aaron said that she really enjoyed this character. I have to tell you, as somebody who's personally met Aaron, hi, Aaron. Hi. Been a while. Been a yeah.
2: minute. Absolutely. I, see you. I think you might be great. the last person I saw before quarantine.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's
0: right. It, it was the weekend of.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah by, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go to any of these events that uh, Aaron is part of, you need to. Aaron's a wonderful human being. Had such a great. We still talk about that, Aaron. So.
2: Well, you, you know, know, you, you know, you like playing the villains but you're of, a
3: wonderful of, person. So yeah. That
2: right after you left, so you know, filling in. I met Jason at a ghost event, a paranormal event. I, we hung around with him and his wife, and we did some ghost investigation. And then after Jason left, we did a whole other thing where I got possessed by a demon.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go, go figure, <laughs> I mean, I was half dead when we left there. Anyways, I was falling asleep. Old man of yeah. me was coming out. I was like, it's nine thirty. I got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it was a bit later than that but you know so anyway so, so if i just want to throw that in there Aaron's awesome love Aaron. yes always. yes well on every, and every i literally I have time. been oh, fangirling
1: awesome. since we got on the phone um uh, literally fangirling because i have always loved your work and i think Thanks. that you have such a great 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 range of Absolutely. of you know being able to play different characters Yep. you're talented I mean like i published one of your stories in my book because it was good and i wanted it in there uh, but also like at the same time like it's so nice to know that there are other that we're not the only ones here you know what i mean like as far as the, the lgbtqia community goes like it, we are very un- underrepresented represented.
3: we're very hey, it, it works for me i got gotcha. you we're, uh, we're, no we're underrepresented we're here in we're,
2: we're squarey
3: that's like we're how, we're here we're scary square, we're
2: queery. queer
1: scary. <laughs> but no like there's a there's a it's <laughs> it's a marginalized uh uh faction of horror i can't tell you how many times i've written something and posted it online and been chastised because oh you just added that in there so people would uh no i added the gay character in there because i'm gay fuck you mind your own business like you don't need to know that until I tell you. If it's the last sentence in the story, then that's where it goes. And I don't do it unless I don't unless I feel the need to. But I also um, feel the need that we need to have some representation. So like sometimes people do kind of give me a hard time with my writing when I do plug something in just kind of as, as a brief thing, especially if it's near the end. But like you didn't need to know that about this character because she's a regular person.
2: I'm plugging it. So as, let's plug our book again, Black Rainbow.
3: yes
1: black rainbow volume one maybe there will be a volume two i hope
3: Um, if i can get my
1: life together a little bit
3: but just for the record there too the uh the gray rooms podcast is definitely an ally so everybody needs to understand that out there so (laughs) well
1: and, and honestly like that's what i've loved about all of the different uh not just you guys you guys are awesome but like all of the podcasts that i've had um do my work which ha- there's a number of them but and i'm not gonna go through the list because that's very self-indulgent but like everybody's been like we're gonna do this we like it and nobody was like hey can you change this because i wouldn't have um and the problem that i have is the people that are like oh this is too gay fuck you i'm too gay <laughs> but <laughs> Tell but them also it's too straight, i go you're here you're <laughs> I, I know I go grocery shopping. I walk my dog. I ride my bike. I do all the things that everybody else does. This is just part of who I am. And if you don't like right. it, that's your problem. That's not my problem.
3: Well, I don't ride a bike, but I don't everything either. else, everything else I do. Well.
1: But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I got, I got gotcha, you.
3: I got gotcha. you. Everybody
1: is a regular person. And <laughs> right. I can yes, include that or anybody else can include that in a story. Um, and and it doesn't have to be like pandering and it doesn't have to be, oh, you're like, just writing this for gay people. No, it's for everybody. It's for right. everybody. And if you have a problem with it, you're the one with the problem, not me.
0: <laughs> right. And, and if like there's a character that's a gay man and he just references and says, I, I need to call my husband on the phone and that's in the story. That doesn't mean that there is an agenda. No one is pushing gay. on. Yeah. That yeah. yeah like, that makes me likewise. Crazy. But oh, no one complains when it's a man that says, "Oh, I got to call my wife on the phone." No You're one says, "Oh, how dare you only?" And I don't. Complain yeah, about how dare that you either. push the straight agenda on me? No one says yeah. that. So therefore, you shouldn't I, go the I other mean, way. I've never complained
1: either. about that, and I doubt Aaron has yeah. complained about that. Like that's oh. just part of the I've world. I've written so many letters. It takes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes.
0: Oh, so many. It takes
1: so many people to make a world. Right. And right. Um, really, honestly, like that's such a corny thing to say, but it's so true. We're all here. Just trying to do the best, be the best people that we can be for the most part. Some people are not, but yeah. I, I don't, uh, I, I imagine they don't exist. Um, <laughs> cause I actually don't believe in evil. I think uh, a lot of people that have been marked as evil are mostly mentally ill and, um, that's not necessarily their fault. They should get help for it. And, uh, but yeah, I'm like it's, it takes all kinds of people to make the world. Yeah, which
2: brings Angel us back here. to Evil Aunt Alice. Yep,
3: great, point,
0: great point. Who I
2: think should get her own spin off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well she's yeah,
1: So I guess she'll have to figure out how to get out of the house that was on fire. I was going to say, saying,
3: is this pre or post bee uh, issue? It should issue. probably be a prequel. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a prequel. We want to hear about the, the human Aunt Alice because now she's a bee. She doesn't really say we anymore. She goes bzzz. Yeah. So. I want to do the uh,
2: the, mid, the the young before she's an aunt Alice before she's an yeah, aunt Yeah,
1: what is who is she? That's a good idea Ooh. to explore. I love taking characters that I've already used and reusing them. I have written so many different stories centered on this made up town that um I think this story took place in it might have. But no, it's a place I made up in Kentucky. I live in Sarasota which is very close to Bradenton. It is very much a nice area until you get to the part that's not a nice area. And then you feel like you're in Kentucky. So uh, the inside joke for everyone that lives here is that it's uh, Bradentucky. So I made up a town called Bradenville in Kentucky. <laughs> and a lot of my stories do take place there. And um, no, it's just... Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. My ADD is so bad today. <laughs>
0: It's okay. Um Aaron, did you I want to ask you more questions too. Did you um did you read the story fully through? I guess you would have cuz it was a main character, right? Versus maybe just reading your own parts or like what did you do to prepare to be uh, and Ellis? So
2: usually what I'll do is I'll scan for my highlights and not read the whole story so that I still have some surprise when I listen to it. But mm-hmm. I've learned to read the uh, paragraphs that are before and after to see if there's anything like you know like more than once i've recorded something in the wrong accent and then like oh she's from okay gotta start that over so uh (laughs) i don't i read enough to know where it was going and most of the time just like on a technical note i'll read to know when what order i need to record in so for example I just did a recording before this call. I did a series, you know. I go into my sound closet with a dashboard full of orders that I have to get to, and if one of them includes screaming or grunts, that's the last one. So (laughs) I will, you know, that in this case, this there was a lot of screaming and grunting and choking on bees. So this was the last (laughs) thing I recorded that day. I can guarantee you that.
3: Thank you for doing that. I love. I always. I, I always love when you do the Foley. You're such, your range is ridiculous. And I think I've reached out to you before. I actually have. I, I can't remember what story it was, but you had done some Foley work at the end. And I was sitting there, and, and I, I was in cringe factor listening to it. And I remember sending a message to you, like, like, geez, how does your throat yes. feel after that? or So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I remember. But yeah, I, I love it. I love, I always love getting Aaron's audio. I will never stop loving having Aaron involved,
2: ever. I think I gave you one where, I know there's been like several where I was being choked to death. Yeah. Or in this one, choking on my own bee tongue. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I was re-listen to the audio because I had like a section where I'm like, and now I will do anaphylaxis tongue. And it was all just a series of me holding (laughs) my tongue in the closet.
0: That's right, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And that was such an important scene, I think, in the story, especially for audio too. Because, you know, reading the story, like, Aaron you said there was like a pause where you thought like you know and the story's done but then it continues when you hear an audio format you can definitely hear that break but the scene yeah. where you're dying the anaphylactic shock uh uh Jason correct me if I'm wrong but I think you there's no music from JM during that part it's just a yeah. steady humming of buzzing and then yeah. there's Mark uh as Aaron so I'm sorry I'll just say there's Aaron narrating um as the character Mark Witten saying it not Aaron Lillis and then there's you <laughs> dying Aaron how, how did you that was the, all you right that was all your fully. that was you doing all the sound how did you do that I believe oh it God, was all made... me unless there's something yep. else thrown in yep. the,
2: as I was listening to it I was regretting that I didn't do more uh, staccato thumps of my face for the brain bashing
0: <laughs> right <laughs> oh, yeah that was such um, yeah, I given more. part of the story
3: or just, no, oh, no, I, 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 I will say. I love as much as possible. Fully away. Let's just do it. <laughs> yes.
1: I will say the away. the uh, the part that I, I, back to what I started with, with the um, jackknife truck on the highway. I was playing this with my friend Pedro in the car, and I had a mini panic attack where we almost crashed because I happened to see in the reflection of my windshield, there is a wasp stuck in the air vent of (laughs) like (laughs) the the windshield air vent it's dead Mm -hmm. i still haven't gotten it out of my car because this was like two days ago but in the middle of us listening to that in the middle of us listening to that, talking about it coming through the vents, I happened to notice it, and I was like, ah! oh, my God.
0: <laughs>
1: and then he, he was like, what? And I'm like, there's a wasp. It's right there. And he was like, don't worry, it's dead. <laughs> I have no idea how it got there. you scared yourself, man. Um, yeah, no, I have no idea how it got there. Um, but no, all of the sound design on this has been was so incredible. And even the yeah. the parts of the story that I did not write in the beginning part of it, um, because my friend Pedro that I, I played this for, he's never listened to the show before. And I'm like, you will love this. Um, listen to this one. Cause I wrote it because you're no. here sitting here in my car. I mean, with that's me. fair
3: enough. That's fair. right.
1: But then go back and start from the beginning. Um, and I have always loved this show. Um, really just the idea of having so many different authors send you their idea. And then you are intertwining it all with this larger storyline um not to like uh well no it's fine my favorite show of all time is buffy the vampire slayer and you have like (laughs) in every season of buffy there's 22 to 24 episodes and there's something that goes into the main storyline in each episode even if you have the throwaway monster of the week and Mm -hmm. i have always loved that way of storytelling where you can tell an individual story that i don't have to know exactly what's going on for this whole story But if I listen to the whole thing, there's another, there's another layer. And that to me is the most incredible thing about this podcast, because I mean, there's so many horror podcasts and everybody's got a YouTube channel and, and nobody's tying things together the way you guys are. And it's incredible um, to just be able to be like part of it. And also like, I hope that there's a finale like there was last year. And that we get all of the little villains and the bees and, Everything <laughs> at the <laughs> end for Samantha. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> welcome welcome
3: to my nightmare, by the way. You know? <laughs> well, just I'm really wait. looking forward to, to hearing what I you guys you do. Yeah. I, we I'm have really we have a beast of a finale coming it. out. Oh, yeah, this finale look, is, uh, yeah, this finale is uh yeah, this finale is is uh yeah. It's thick, it's fat, it's heavy, and it's really, really bold. Uh well, it's um, gonna answer is, a lot of questions too. The so finale of, of the first
1: answers. season was my favorite episode because I was like, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. Uh, obviously, I remember all the episodes because I yeah. listened to every single one of them. But no, like I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's getting all tied back in together. So I can't wait to hear what you guys do with that.
3: Rock and roll, yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Thanks, I mean, Scott, and i will yeah. be back. No problem. Wait, what'd you say? Would you, you say Aunt Alice will be back? Oh, <laughs> Aunt <laughs> Alice can come back anytime. Come on, You're
1: just a lumbering, be powered off. I'll write it. Hey, if if they don't, I'll write another aunt. I'll figure out which podcast to send it to, and you can be my aunt again, <laughs> Go <ask> aunt Alice.
3: <laughs> That's funny. That would be awesome. You know, just That's as a funny. side note, I
2: think it's funny my little nephew um named his Roomba after me.
1: <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. So.
2: He named it in the app Anti Aaron, so whenever he gets mad at it for being too loud, Anti Aaron has to go back to the dock.
1: Nothing to do <laughs> about this. Minecraft. Nothing to do about this oh, podcast. Right. I have two of those, and I they get stuck on my carpets all the time, and I never know which one it is to yell at it to go back <laughs> to the station. So I actually, and I'm like, "Come on, you bitch, get off my carpet!" I actually named them both today. Um, I saw that Regina. on your
2: Instagram.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one is Regina George, and the other one is Heather, Heather um, Chandler. Yes, Heather Chandler. Um, because I was like, "Who are the two biggest bitches I can think of?" Oh, I know <laughs> these two women from these awful movies.
3: <laughs> uh, it's so funny you say that. My, my, I don't have one, but my parents have two as well, and they're always yelling at the one, it's, one or the other, it's so a they thing hear you one stuck. Yeah, they hear one stuck, and they're always like, God, what is that? And then it's like, oh, it's the one downstairs. And then they go yell at that one. Yeah, I get
1: you. One, it's like, which one is it that's stuck? <laughs> so I just gave them names. One is Heather, <laughs> and one <laughs> and one is Regina. Oh, and now I can yell at them with their first proper names.
3: That's funny. That's oh, funny. Oh, my goodness.
0: Wow. <sighs> Before well. we be, be, we're on Roombas now. Before we before we close out this this amazing conversation, I did want to <laughs> I did I wanted to find out like kind of what some projects that you guys are working on. If there's anything that anyone wants to push, um, before we close out here tonight, Scott, do you have any future novels you're working well, on, or any other podcasts you're working on, or anything?
1: Um, I mean, like I'm going through some life changes now. I ended mm-hmm. a career with this whole COVID thing. Currently, I am going to be uh, in the next week or two updating my website. I do book covers, and I'm, I'm a graphic designer. I'm gonna actually be going to, back to school for that. So, if anybody that's listening uh, is an author, I am relatively inexpensive and easy to work with um, because, especially, uh, people that are self-publishing, a lot of times uh, they charge way too. You know these. Graphic designers charge way too much, and I actually enjoy it. So that's going to be something I'm going to be adding to my website. Um, I also am a fantastic editor, and I'm adding that. I'm adding that to my website. But I'm still writing. Um, I have uh, just been published in a, Well, I have two stories coming out, and like it's a series called Scary Snippets, and this is the family edition. So uh, the rules for those books are every story has to be less than a thousand words. And I have two stories in one of those. And I have another book coming out and I can't remember what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it'll, but no, it'll
1: I'm, hey, just go on Amazon. Look for my name. Uh, well,
0: we're gonna we're I gonna look. include links for you. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, plug definitely. you in the Go show look, notes for, look this for this episode.
1: I honestly did not make a penny off of that because I was so much there was so much concern for me to be able to pay everyone market rates, which doesn't happen a lot of times with authors, and especially a book like that. People are like, "Oh, we're gonna put this together for royalties," <laughs> which is fine for me most of the time. Um, but if the book doesn't sell, then no one gets paid. And I really wanted everyone to get paid, all which right. is why I did the Kickstarter. So every author that wrote a story for that book got paid. I did not. All of the work That's that awesome. I did was a passion project. I did the cover. I uh, I did not edit it myself. I had another community member um, edit it for me because it was very important for me to make sure that this was all very LGBTQIA driven. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you are a person out there listening who maybe feels alone feels like you're not right in the head especially young people because we were very careful about what stories we picked there are no revenge stories it is not it is not centered around uh the horror of being lgbt because there is no horror um except for you know you do have to be like a little bit cautious and aware of your surroundings yes but there's no horror or nothing to be afraid of to be queer Um, And the main thing for me when we were putting that book together is that the book should reflect that. And uh, it's basically just horror stories that involve gay characters and they're all normal people. And I felt like that was really important to put together for visibility and for, like I said, anybody, it's it's, uh, probably like a young adult reader, Mm -hmm. but adults can read it and enjoy it too. It was for everybody, but I wanted to make sure that it was something that some kid could find and no, maybe they're not having the best life. Um, I'm, I, know, I don't know what Aaron went through, but I went through a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's important because we didn't have that right. growing up. Right. And, I, right. and I helped uh, all these other people have a voice and, and helped to create that. And, and that was so impactful for me. And um, the audiobook is coming soon. <laughs> I am going That's to be awesome putting that together stuff. very, very soon. So it's all been narrated. I just have to put it together. Not but no you. do look look for me on mm-hmm. amazon scott savino um scott and also just type in black rainbow it'll come up it's there's a couple books with similar names but you'll know which one it is
0: Rock and it's roll. the one with the rainbow check that out <laughs> <laughs> i'll put i'll put the very specific uh link in the show notes so we'll we'll right. hey try you and i that. will talk later about making sure that we include all the information possible uh where to find your I, books i appreciate where to find that, that
1: so stuff. much It's not. And really, honestly, I do this for a hobby. I love uh, being able to share my stories with people. I haven't ever really made very much money from doing this. It's a passion. And that was why when we put that book together, I was like, I'm going to pay everybody else before I pay myself. And when everything was done, there was no money to pay me. And I was fine with that because it could help somebody. And that was, that's kind of like my driving force in life to be a positive impact and to be able to help people. So, um, well, even though I write good, really, really graphic, thing. awful shit, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're doing you're doing a good service. You're just doing it through horror. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that.
3: <laughs> you definitely are. That was a great story. And yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, I
1: yeah, thank absolutely. you guys very much uh, oh, for you. choosing it and for the compliments. Yeah. And I th- I thank Aaron for being my aunt again.
2: You're welcome, nephew <laughs> son.
0: Nephew <laughs> son. And and Aaron, do you have anything that you want to um, share that you're working on? Anything you want to? Bring some light to?
2: Sure. I was just trying to think of, like, oh, the last time I had a whole list of things to tell you. This time I can't think of anything. <laughs> but I'll just mention one. I've been working on it because if I mention it, maybe it'll make it real. I've been working on my own podcast called Stay Weird, which is just me having conversations that are kind of weird with people that I know about weird shit. And Sounds I bring good. it up. now because one of the things that i am going to talk about on those episodes and i've already recorded them i just haven't edited or put any kind of trailer together um is that uh that event that i talked about that i went with jason and uh what happened to me after jason left and who witnessed it and what happened and what happened afterwards and what to do next
3: yeah, man, see that's that's awesome. story of my life. Story of my life. <laughs> story of my life.
0: Wait, so this is not out yet, Aaron.
2: You're, you're working out on getting yet. it. Prepared. I have I have okay. my show art. I have several episodes recorded, but I have not edited any. It was gonna be my quarantine project, and I just can't find the time every day. I'm like very busy. What is quarantine.
1: that? I I completely understand with, like what you're saying. I'm like I'm gonna write every day. I'm like I'm gonna write, and then I just <laughs> listen to music and play video games instead. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had like, time to do. I that, have all this you know, time
2: as a, as a voice actor. I'm actually getting a lot more work right now for everybody's announcements about COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, so it's, a it's, good thing, though. it's kind of
2: haunting me, but it's also uh, it's work that needs to be done. And I well, you're doing, doing it. a good thing, too.
1: Yeah. um, and I feel like a lot of people, especially like we're about to reopen everything. That's freaking crazy. That is the, not OK with me. No, I'm not OK with it either. <laughs> the Spanish flu killed twice as many people in the second round. So, I mean, like, I hope everybody's just staying safe. You know, I, I don't yeah, care if you're listening to this, where please, your, you know. Wash your hands. Wear your face mask. Yeah, if mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter if the store has a rule that you have to wear a face. Just get one. You can get one. It's, it was hard in the beginning, and now they're available. So yes, get so one. Everybody's making. Keep them. your keep yourself safe. Um, and more importantly, the face masks don't necessarily keep you safe. But if you have it and you don't know it, you prevent yourself from spreading it. And that right. is why those are important. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But no, this you're doing a so great thing. Talk
1: today. to people about the COVID. Do
0: your hear yeah, you about COVID,
1: yeah,
0: I would and rather hear it in your about voice, about anyways. Oh, anyway. Lord, not
2: save your COVID. <laughs> <laughs> <He's
0: That's> <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, lady oh. and gentlemen, thank you for for everyone being here tonight. Well, thank um, you
1: for putting it together. Of course. Hey, thank you. Yes, I love all of you, and I I appreciate you. And sorry for all my rambling. That's just what happens when you have ADHD.
2: Uh, i have the same so it's also called when you are us
0: (laughs) (laughs) there you go you're also an excited author scott so you're you get a free pass don't worry about it
1: Um, well yeah i I, this is probably the first recorded interview i've done i've done some other interviews where it's just like type your answers back so i have i was really excited to do this so i appreciate you guys
0: Oh, definitely, absolutely, and you're and you're part of our canon now, so you're not gonna go so anywhere. Know. So. Yes. that's it right so you, there. Yes, right. I'm gonna write you something else p- for official. you. I don't
1: know what it is yet, but it's Please gonna do. be awful
0: in the best, <laughs> Off, the
1: best, best way.
0: A good way. Sweet. <laughs> Excellent.
3: I just wanted to take a quick moment to also uh, give a real big uh, shining light to uh, some of the people who don't necessarily get. Um, a ton of the light at all times in these things and everything. But JM Scherf's music always brings a lot of the soul out of every story. If you like the Foley, you like the sound work, that's great. Pull JM's music out is a totally different experience. So JM needs to be put on a pedestal. He's an absolute musical genius. And then mm-hmm. Cassie, her artwork is always through the roof. Stunning. She seems to oh, know yeah. how to grab a story right by right by the most important elements and just drag that out, shove it in your face, make you feel very uncomfortable, but also at the same time, make you say, man, that's really pretty. Why is that pretty? But yeah, Cassie <laughs> does a great job. So Brooks always does a phenomenal job. Brooks is just wonderful to work with. I love having her on the team. Brooks Graham, is
2: a damn gem.
3: Oh yeah, oh, Brooks, is, Brooks is great, man. I love, love the heck out of Brooks. Hale, I haven't talked to Hale in a while, but that's just because of the whole quarantine stuff, and everything, love Hale and Graham. You know, we... Uh, can't leave a can't leave Graham out. Good old Mister oh, Graham Rowett. He he is part of the part of the glue that keeps a lot of this together. So we got oh, to give. And I love him too. Team.
1: I can't wait to write something that he ends up reading.
3: Oh. <laughs> I just got Brown. him
2: pulled into you know. Speaking of plugs, I totally forgot this one, but I just got him pulled into another podcast I'm in called Mandible Judy, which is a fun, off kilter horror in kind of in the vein of Twin Peaks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that sounds so familiar. Who wrote he'll, who's writing that? He'll be perfect. He'll be perfect for that. So and Man, I, also,
2: Judy, I tried to uh, get them
1: to hire for, you, Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for backtracking for a minute, but because you mentioned the music, um, the music in this episode is incredible. I'm a Patreon and I have been since the very beginning before the yes, first you episode that. We even love came you very out. Much. Well, and I'm not I'm not doing that to brag. If you're not, well, if you're <laughs> listening to this, I guess you are. But no. Um, I was super stoked when I saw that you released the music by itself. That's my new writing Mm -hmm. music for right now. Um, But no, it's incredible. Um,
3: But yeah, tell your friends
1: that are not Patreons of this show that they need to be because there's so much extra stuff that you're missing out on.
3: Thank you for that. Appreciate it. And speaking of extra stuff, we need to mention the new guy. Michael Zanke is a... uh, part of this team as well So we gotta he, He's actually doing A lot of the writing We're actually doing All the writing For the uh, The the end of the season Stuff and everything So stay tuned yeah. for that man Michael is uh, Yeah Michael's The stuff I can just tell you we'll, we'll go into more detail About Mr. Zaki And his uh Accolades A little bit later In this year But thanks everybody uh, Yeah uh, Scott, Thank you Aaron you know I love the heck Out of you Aaron Me and me and Chris You still talk about The experience we had Down there And that's rad Thank you and then uh scott your wonderful story thank you again for your support on patreon but also thank you for the story because that really helps us put stuff out there for everybody to experience your imagination and and your, your thoughts your creative process and the podcast and uh yeah just thanks to everybody this is... oh, been an absolute blast i love the community oh, and i love, love it um
1: no we love you, you too And honestly, like I said, I've been a supporter since before the first episode came out and there was a reason for that. I listened to the preview episode and I said, this is going to be incredible. And I jumped on it right away because I had to be part of it. And I'm so excited to be able to have written something that you guys were able to use. And I'm going to go home right now because I'm walking around in the dark and (laughs) I'm going to write something really spooky and send it off to you
3: um, next time you guys open up
0: your submissions.
3: (laughs) Sounds good to us we love it excellent. we're ready for it
0: excellent awesome all right everyone well enjoy whatever trouble may come for the rest of the night all and right. wash your hands and when um covid knocks at the door just tell them you're not home
3: yeah i'm about ready to walk down the uh, same road as scott here once i get done here going we'll go crack open some adult beverages and high five myself
0: that's, that's the trouble I was speaking about all right then you go' do that go enjoy. All right y'all take care and enjoy the night Bye-bye.
1: bye hey thank you guys.
3: See you thank you bye Join us each week after every episode for another edition of behind the door.